Good morning. Welcome to the, the presence of God in a very special way today. And when you come into the presence of God, there will be a change. We're not the same person as we were when we came in. You know, my, my whole passion in life is, is change. Change is good. And uh, I hope you change. <laughs> and I hope you hope I change. Because change is good because we're growing and developing and becoming the person that God created us to be. And we will do everything that God has called us to do. You know, last week I talked about grace. And so everyone here who has a name Grace, welcome. This is for you. We have a guest here from the La Union Pharmaceutical Association. Her name is Grace. So thank you for coming. There's Grace Gatan. There's Ruby Grace, Mary Grace, whoever, Marie Grace, I don't know. But if your name is Grace, mapalad ka. Because your name has great meaning. Your, great, your name has a great power in it. And I want to remind you, we discussed nothing last week, that the, the, the simple definition of grace, di ba alam na natin yung definition ng grace? Iba yung grace sa mercy. Ang, ang mercy is when you deserve punishment, you're judged guilty, but the punishment that you deserve, hindi napunta sa'yo. You were acquitted. You didn't receive the punishment you should have received. But grace is the benefit that you don't deserve, napunta sa'yo. Wow. The blessing that you don't deserve, you received. And God is not just a fair God. God is a merciful God. God is not uh just, he's not just giving us what we deserve. He does not treat you according to the sins that you have committed. God treats you with grace and with mercy and goodness. This is good news. And I said last week that we are saved. Okay, what, what does saved mean? We're saved by grace, rescued. <laughs> the most important issue in life is not Kung natapos ka sa studies mo, kung, kung nakapatayo ka ng bahay, o kung anong magiging success ng mga anak mo, that's good. But the most important issue in all of our lives is, will I be saved? Will my soul be cast into the eternal lake of fire with suffering day and night forever? Or will I be rescued from that? and brought into the presence of God to be with Him forever and ever. Are you saved? Are you saved? Listen, salvation is by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, says we are saved by grace, by God's grace. And it's not from yourself, not from your own works, not from your own efforts. Nothing you can do can make you become saved. Do you understand? Are you, are you there? You know, if you don't agree with me, that's okay. But if you agree with me, you just say yes. You say, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, got it. Got it? All right. Because when you say, I got it, yes, you take possession of that truth that was spoken. And you, you become the owner of that truth. And unless you own something, you won't enjoy the full benefit of it, yeah? So we're saved by God's grace, not from ourselves, not hindi manggagaling sa sarili nating efforts o lakas, 
or willpower or knowledge. No. But then Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10 says, and we're saved and we're God's masterpiece. Yes, the masterpiece of the Lord. Not the Picasso, not the Raphael, not the Michelangelo, but the God made you and is making you into his showcase, into his masterpiece. And the Bible says, so that you can do good works, so that you will do good deeds. You'll, do, you'll live a good life. You will be holy and pure. Now, ngayon, yung iba, some of you already shut me off. In your mind, you said, oh, hindi ako nakaka-relate doon. Hindi ako holy. Hindi ako banal. Hindi ako pure. Marumi ako. Tao lang naman ako eh. But you know, God has planned before you were born, may balak ang Diyos. He knows in His mind the plans that He has for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. They're not plans for bad. They're plans for good. To prosper you. To give you a hope. To give you the future. God wants you to become who He designed you to be. And God wants you to do what He has called you to do. Kanyang-kanyang calling. Kanyang-kanyang plan. Mga parents, di ba, you had plans for your children. Nung bata pa sila, may balak ka. Yung may ibang nanay dyan, they said, I want my daughter, my son will be become a nurse. <laughs> Go abroad. Hindi gagapang sa poverty. No, aangat yung mga kids. Our family will rise. And you had plans and dreams for your son to pass the board exam. And praise God, it's happening. And you had plans for your children to, to get married and have a good family. And to have a, a, a healthy, strong baby. Lalaking athlete. Lalaking the next Manny Pacquiao. Who knows? But you have plans for your children. And they're good plans. How much more God has a plan for you? How much more God has a dream for your life? But it will never happen by your own strength, by your own effort. We need the grace of God. I'm saved by grace. And it's wrong, it is wrong for me to try to earn God's love and salvation. You cannot earn it. Do you think you can pay God? Do you think may kapalit sa kanyang pagmamahal sa'yo? Do you think that God sent Jesus? He sent that His only Son to suffer and to die and to endure the worst shame and punishment? And then sasabihin mo, hindi sapat yung ginawa ni Jesus. I will add enough para sapat upang bayaran ng utang sa mga kasalanan ko. Do you think what? Do you think the blood, the holy blood and the sacrifice of Jesus is not enough to cover your sin? You know what? If you try to pay God back for the sins you have done, if you try to carry that guilt all week, you say, oh, hindi ako karapat dapat na mag-church. Next week na lang, ayusin ko muna yung buhay ko. And then you try to do good works. You try to stop bad habits. You try to be a nice person. And somehow, in the back of your mind, akala mo, itong kabutihan mo, itong mga goodness mo, itong religious rituals or following rules. And kung maganda, medyo okay na medyo na, a little bit maganda na yung track record mo, saka na lang ka maging karapat dapat na pumasok sa presensya ng Diyos. And if you think that, you cheapen the sacrifice of Christ. You insult the Son of God. 
with your mentality that you can earn God's favor. It's wrong. It dishonors the Lord. I tell you what honors the Lord is when you just say, I blew it and I can do nothing to improve myself and I cannot pay God back. I cannot add anything to the work of Jesus. Jesus said, it is finished. It is accomplished. It is fully paid. I just receive that with a humble heart and say, thank you, Lord. I'm not worthy, but I receive it. Thank you. Yan ang tanging response mo sa work of God. The work of Jesus. It's finished. You cannot add a tip. Imagine a masterpiece of Picasso. The masterpiece. We went to the Prado Museum in Madrid. And we saw these amazing masterpieces. Big paintings. They were perfect. They took years to paint these. These were commissioned by kings. And it's so beautiful. Now what if I went into that art gallery the art museum, and these are masterpieces. For thousands of years, hundreds of years, they are hailed as perfection. And what if I said, oh, you know what? I think I can make it better. And I bring my watercolors, I bring my colored chalk, and I just make some changes there. I'm gonna make some, put some sunglass, I'll make some changes and I will add some of what I think is good. And I will add that to the masterpiece. Do you know what? It will ruin the whole work of the creator. Let God do his work on you. Let God make you into his masterpiece. And do not try to earn with your religion, with your good works. Now, I know what some of you are saying. You're thinking, but Tim, I can't believe what you're saying. God is good. God wants me to be a good person. God wants me to be holy. God wants me not to be uh, parang abuso sa kanyang biyaya. Abuso sa kanyang forgiveness. Did you know the Bible said, as sin increases, the more sin is in our lives, the grace also increases. Did you know that? The more sin that you have, the more you can be forgiven. Now, it says in Romans chapter 6, verse 1. This is very tricky. Romans 6, verse 1, it says, Should we continue to live in sin so that God's grace will increase? Would that be the correct mentality? Sige, pusige, sige, ako magpang. Kasalanan every Saturday. Hindi bali, bukas naman, may service. Maranasan ko na naman ang forgiveness ni God. Ang biyaya ng... Di bali, I'll just do whatever I feel like. Anyway, His mercies are new every morning. Gagawin mo bang excuse to sin? Because God's grace is available? No, of course not. It says in Romans 6 verse 1 and 2, Of course not. Certainly not. We have died to sin. Everybody say, died to sin. We have died to sin. How then can we go on living in it? And verse 3 says we were baptized. The water of baptism is symbolic that you have died and you go into the water and bury the old Paul and bury the old Edwin and the old Brian and the old Tim and you bury the old man. Kung sino ka before. And that in the water you're buried kasama ni Cristo. 
And when you come out of the water, you're raised to a new life, a new life. And the new life goes on to say that the power of the sinful you will be destroyed. Yung power, yung hawak ng kaaway sa buhay mo that makes you sin, na kumbaga, you became a slave to sin, addictions. Now, even you don't want to do something because parang nakatali ka sa dating mong style, sa dating mong instinct, sa DNA that was passed down through your fathers and great-grandfathers and all the way back to Adam, that DNA, that instinct in you that wants to sin. The Bible says, when you died with Christ, the power is broken. It's broken. You don't have to be a slave anymore. You can now become a slave to righteousness, a slave to Jesus. And when you're a slave to Jesus, he sets you free. And we're going to talk about this today because there's two major issues that grace can do for us. And I want to let you read with me, dun sa outline nyo, basahin ulit natin yung, yung definition that we discussed last week of grace. The definition of grace is that grace is the in red sabay sabay enabling presence of god flowing into me to enable me to become who he made me to be and to do what he called me to do one more time and this time 100% participation ready go it's god's enabling presence flowing into me to enable me to become who he made me to be and to do what he called me to do. So grace is more than just a bonus favor. Grace is power. Grace is the ability of God mismo na pasayo na siyang nagbibigay ng lakas, ng, ng, ng power to cause you to actually become who you're supposed to be and to cause you to be able to do what you were not able to do on your own. So when I said, I live by the grace of God, I'm telling you that it's not me. It's God's power in me fueling the motor of my life. Do you understand? When you live by grace, you can do whatever you're supposed to do. Be lang housewife, be lang businessman, be lang student, be lang tricycle driver, tindera, labandera, whatever you do. Be lang asawa, be lang anak, be lang anong situation mo. And sinami ko last week, whatever challenge that you have, kanya-kanyang uri ng mga problema, ng mga challenges and, and hardships, Ang environment sa tahanan nyo and yung, yung work environment and, and the problems you have with relationships, gipit sa finances, and maybe your health is, you got problems. And, but whatever challenges that you have, God has a corresponding grace for that. Custom fitted for your situation. Custom designed that whatever you need, he says, my grace is sufficient. 
Maybe you need more patience. Grace will give you patience so that you can be who you're supposed to be in that situation. Maybe you need uh, financial provision. The grace of God will see you through. Maybe you need uh, healing in your emotions. You were heartbroken. You were crushed by a, a, a rebellious child or your parents rejected you or a best friend stabbed you in the back. Whatever emotional problems you had, the grace of God is available and offered to you to see you through that situation. So no matter what your trials are, no matter what your challenges are, bumagsak ka sa board exam, nawala ka ng pera, Whatever challenges you have, just say, God's grace will see me through. Do you agree with that? Do you understand that the grace of God is not only for your salvation? The grace of God is for your everyday life. For everything. The grace of God is, is your only way to get through the hard times. And your only way, I want to tell you today it's the only way to stop sinning now if you're a sincere christian talagang parang kung sinisiryoso mo yung christiano yung buhay christiano mo if you really care then probably you're like me and you would say i don't want to sin anymore kasi nung tinanggap natin si jesus binago niya tayo on the inside not on the outside okay Ang, ang pagbabago nagsisimula sa loob, sa, sa puso, sa, sa spirit mo. But your attitude might still be the same at first. And kung ano itsura mo physically, it would still be the same. But the change, the transformation of our lives starts on the inside. And so He changes our desires. Kung before Christ, you love to sin. You want it. It's just normal for you. It's natural. But now... It feels different, you know? Iba, iba na. Hindi, hindi na magaan na mamuhay ayon sa kasalanan. Ngayon, you want to stop it. Diba? You want to change. You, you don't want bad habits. You don't want uh, yung desires, yung pita ng laman. You don't want that anymore. You want what's right, but you can't do it on your own strength. So, ano solution? Grace. Siya ang nagbibigay ng power to make you stop sinning. Not because you tried hard to change yourself. Do you understand? Hindi yan ang magbabago. It's not, you will not be able to change yourself. Only by the grace of God will you be enabled to stop sinning. When there's a temptation and you feel the urge and you feel the the parang the call and, and god and the, the the world is is drawing you you cry out to god for grace god i can't i can't can do this in my own but by your grace you can make me become who i should be and you can make me stop this by your grace i depend on your grace kaya araw-araw nagdidepend tayo sa grace ni god is this connecting with anybody? Okay. I'm just sharing with you from my heart, okay? So if, if it doesn't follow exactly dun sa outline mo, don't worry about that. And don't you mga scriptures? I'm just sharing with you from my heart. Grace really works. 
Okay? And this is a double meaning. Yung title natin, Grace Really Works, may, may double meaning. Okay? Pag sinabi ko, uh, itry mo tong cellphone, it, it works good. Ibig sabihin, effect, if, effective siya. It really works. Okay? Effective. But if I said, uh, our worker, our staff, really works hard. Anong sinasabi ko? Na hardworking siya. Meron siyang ethic, meron siyang uh, character na talagang hardworking siya. Masipag. Okay? May ginagawa. Ayos yung pagkilos niya sa trabaho. So this title, Grace Really Works, double po ang meaning. On the, on the one hand, I'm telling you that grace is the answer. It will work for you. It will work in your every circumstance. But I'm also telling you that grace does good works. There is good works. When I said you're saved by grace, not by works, it doesn't mean that grace does not work. Now, walang output, walang good deeds. Pag ikaw ay isang beneficiary ng biyaya ng Dios, hindi. Grace doesn't mean that you don't work. Grace means that you work in the presence of God. Does that make sense? Grace means that you work in God's enabling presence and it enables you, He enables you to do good works. Good works will never produce grace. Hindi ka, hindi ka makakaroon ng grace because oh, I'll work hard, I'll go to church, I'll be religious, I'll do that, and then God will give me grace. No, that's backwards. Your good deeds will not produce grace, but your grace that you receive will produce good deeds. Yan, yan ang magiging output. Ang result of receiving grace is that you'll start doing good deeds. Not in order to receive grace, but because you have received grace. Jesus said, He told a story, two men, servants, both, parehong servants ng isang mayaman, and one man owed his master a lot of money. And another man owed his master a little bit of money. Both of them could not pay. Okay? Have you ever been in that situation? Sino may utang na? You can't, you just really can't pay. Well, in the story, the master forgave them both. Pinatawad na sa mga utang nila. Both, okay? You don't have to pay me. Kung makano ang 100, don't pay. Kung makano ang utang mo sa akin, 1 million, you don't have to pay. Cancel na yung debt mo. Wow. Sabi ni Jesus, who among the two loves the master more? The one who was forgiven much loves much. The one who was forgiven a little loves a little. How many of you have been forgiven a lot by God? <laughs> a lot of sins, a lot of mistakes. You know what? That should make you if you really feel forget, if you really are aware of how much sin and unrighteousness you had been forgiven of, the result will be you love the Lord 
with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind. And love will motivate you to want to please the Lord. It's like when I did someone a favor, maybe I helped, I can't remember, I helped with money or I did some kind of favor to someone. I just, you know, it was a small thing for me, but I just helped that person. For the following weeks ahead, that person was serving me, was so nice to me, was so, you know, parang kasi somehow there's that utang na loob. But there was no conditions sa aking pagtulong sa kanya. It's just that, hindi wala ako sinabi na if I help you dapat maging mabait ka sa akin dapat gumagawa ka ng mga gusto ko hindi tinulungan ko siya walang strings attached Aba, but it made him want to please me do you understand? that because you've been forgiven by God's grace the result will be you will want to do good works let me say it this way righteousness in the New Testament, does not mean right doing. Doesn't mean doing good works, doing everything perfect. Righteousness means right standing. It's a legal term, actually. It's a legal term. It refers to the status of someone in relation to another party. So, Another way to say it is, if you are righteous sa harapan ng Diyos, ang ibig sabihin, God accepts you. Okay? I can show you with only a hand signal what righteousness means. Just one hand signal. I'll give you the definition of righteousness. Ready? Is it? If God does like this to you, you're righteous. You're accepted sa Kanya. You are in good standing, good terms with Him. Now, you are unrighteous. Kahit anong kabutihan mo, kahit anong religion mo, you are unrighteous if God does this for you. What does that mean? I, I don't accept. Not approved. Okay, so everybody say righteousness. Okay. Maybe it sounds ooh, very religious. Whoa, napakabanal. But it's just simply yes or no. Accepted, not accepted. Approved, disapproved. And our approval rating does not come from our track records. Does not come from our performance. It comes because the father said tungkol sa kanyang anak na si, si Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I accept Him. And kung sino mang nakipag-isa kay Kristo, siyang nagbibigay, binigyan ng karapatan na maki-ride on sa kanyang katwiran. And He will give you the thumbs up, the same thumbs up that He gives to His Son, Jesus Christ. And your response is, wow, Me? A poor, weak, failure, sinner receive this grace? Your response will be, I want to please you. I want to love you. I want to obey you. I want to serve you. I have received so much. Salamat. But not the other way around. Not 
Oh, I want to work hard and maybe God will like me. Oh, I'll, do, I'll obey all the rules. I'll follow all the rituals and I'll do everything perfect. Then maybe, maybe, sawa ng Diyos, makakapasok ako sa langit. Barely. That's not the way it works, friends. Right standing leads to right doing. When you are fully convinced. How many of you are really convinced? When you are fully convinced and fully trust the grace of God, you're convinced that you are righteous because of Jesus and not according to your own works. That belief will affect your behavior. Your behavior will always follow your belief. If you believe that you are royalty, you believe that you are uh, class AB, <laughs> you will behave like that. Alam mo yung mga anak ng head of states? Meron akong kaibigan noon kasi yung tatay niya, ambassador of India to the Philippines. And this, this woman, this young lady, was, uh, we became friends, and she was not especially talented, not especially beautiful, no, nothing very special about her. Pero ang dating niya, ang kanyang mentality, ang kanyang pagtingin sa sarili niya, napaka-confident. Hindi mayabang, just confident. Wala siyang low self-esteem, Iba yung dating niya. She was so confident. She could talk to people kahit sino. Because she knows who she is. Tatay niya, ambassador. So, very normal sa kanya to use cell phone. Tawag, tawag siya sa driver ng papa niya. Nagpapasundo. Kumakain sa restaurant sa labas. Kung anong gusto niya, andyan lahat. And her behavior is also like her father. Very diplomatic. Alam mo yung diplomatic, yung mga ambassadors, kailangan na hindi pwedeng na, kwan eh, hindi pwede silang maging offensive. Dapat, very diplomatic, hindi pwedeng, ano, na tataas ang boses nila, or what, very, very calm, very, you know, they treat people, kahit sino, with respect. So, ganun din siya. Kasi, anak ng ambassador, yung friend ko. So, ganun din ang behavior niya. Because she knows that she is connected to and in relationship with her father, the ambassador. But if you are orphan and you live in the street and nakasanay ka na, you're, you're used to eating trash, ibang behavior mo. Iba? Wala kang lakas ng loob na tumawag ng driver mo. Because you don't believe that you have a driver. In fact, mahiya ka pa pumasok sa restaurant. Because ang belief mo is, Wala kang bang bili ng pakain doon. Wala kang karapatan to, na pumasok doon. So you will not do the things that you could do because you don't see yourself as that kind of person. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as guilty, fugitive from God, on the run? Or do you see yourself as forgiven by God's grace? A reborn tunay na anak ng Diyos. 
Because how you see yourself will affect your behavior. And when you are in right standing with God, it will lead you to do right things. Does that make sense? It's the relationship first, the works later. So right standing leads to right doing. Grace produces good works. Uh, It's like this story. Imagine there was two men at work. One man was a non-believer in Jesus, a non-Christian. So wala siyang relationship with Jesus. He's just a, a sinner. Sa work niya, he does kung ano yung normal sa kanya. He accepts bribes. He lies and cheats in his taxes. Gumagawa siya ng, you know, kalokohan sa finances ng company. May kabit siya. Naglalasing. Kung ano-ano ginagawa ng mga walang takot sa Diyos. That's him. But one day at work, uh, dumating yung, yung bribe, yung lagay sa kanya. So tuwang-tuwa siya. He had a good day that day. He received a bribe and he was in a good mood. So as he's walking home, the children sa neighborhood uh, lost their basketball. It went in his path. So ang ginawa niya, kinuha niya yung basketball. And he said, here kids, have a nice day. Salamat po, nung lalaki Then he went home and he kissed his wife. He was so nice to her. Siyempre, he had a good day. So mabait siya sa bahay. Tinulungan niya yung anak niya na mag... Uh, Sa, sa studies, he helped his uh, child do some tutoring. and So he did a lot of good deeds. He even helped an old woman cross the street. And that's a good thing, right? So this man, who's not a Christian, did a lot of good deeds. Do those good deeds make him righteous? No, they do not. Even though you are an unrighteous person, you could still do some right deeds. But doing the right deeds will not make you in right standing with God. Now, there's another man at work. This man is a Christian. He received Jesus. He was born again and and had a, a, a right standing with God. But he had a bad day. Oh, he had, a, he had a bad day. He was so hard at work. He tried to stand for truth, but he was persecuted. So on the way home, the same children lost their basketball sa kanyang pathway. And he kicked it the other direction. And he cursed them. And then he goes home and he shouts at his wife. But wala bang pakain! He was so angry at his children. He didn't help them. When the old woman was crossing the street, he bumped her and she fell down. Asama, no? He did a lot of bad deeds for that day. But do those bad deeds make the righteous person unrighteous? No, they do not. Do you understand? You can do good things as an unrighteous person, and those good things will not make you righteous. And as a Christian, if you are in a right standing with God, you're righteous. It's possible that you might do some bad things. But those bad deeds will not make you unrighteous in your standing before God. But if you are truly convinced and aware of your standing and you continually receive that grace and don't walk through your whole week with guilt and feeling that God hates you and 
but if you're convinced that you are a beneficiary of God's enabling presence flowing in you to make you become who you were made to be and to give you the power to do what you're able to do, then that will produce right deeds in your life. There's two things we need to think about sa ating pagtanggap ng grace. One is, how can I stop sinning? And two is, how can I do good works? I'm not saved by good works, but God plans good works for me to do. God expects my life to be pure and holy. But I will not accomplish this on my own strength. I will accomplish this by God's grace. Are you following me? So God's grace, what does it say there? Enables me. You can write the word there, enable. Enables me to stop sinning. Okay? Sinning and live pure. Okay? God's grace enables me to stop sinning and live pure. In fact, the purpose of grace is to set me free from sin. To deliver me. Kumbaga, grace is the nanay. Purity is the anak. Gets? Grace gives birth to holiness. Holiness does not give birth to grace. Grace mothers and nurses holiness. You will need grace to feed on the grace. And that feeding and the fueling of grace will make you live a holy life. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse 12. Oh, I pray that you will be able to have spiritual ears to hear this. Titus 2, verse 12. God has revealed His grace for the salvation of all people, and that grace instructs us to give up ungodly living and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this world. He gave himself for us to rescue us from all wickedness. Yan ang purpose ng kanyang grace, to rescue us from a wicked lifestyle. And to make us a pure people who belong to him alone and are eager to do good. So if you have not stopped a lifestyle of wickedness, and if you are not yet eager to do good, I question whether or not you've received the grace of God. Because the grace of God teaches us to stop wickedness, to be upright and godly and self-controlled. The grace produces a desire in me to be eager to do good works. Never does the grace of God make me want to continue sinning Iba yung tinanggap mo kung ganon ang, ang mentality mo. You need to know the grace of God. The grace of God will change your behavior. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. It says, we have lived with a God-given holiness. Sino nagbibigay ng holiness? God. It doesn't come from self. Sabi niya, and sincerity in all our dealings. And we have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. I tell you, if you want to stop sinning, I tell you, there's a lot of ways that people try and it doesn't work. 
If you really want to stop sinning, don't follow the rules. Follow the grace. Follow, listen to me, I'm serious. Following rules will never empower you to control your inner passions. Following outward, external rules and traditions and rituals will give no power to help you control yourself and to help you stop sinning. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2 verse 23. Paul mentions you mga, mga rules ng people, mga rituals and traditions. They said, okay, don't touch this. Don't taste that. Bawal kumain ng ganyan. Bawal ng ganito. Maraming nagsasabi na ayoko maging Christian kasi maraming bawal. And this is actually a miss, wrong concept. Sabi dito, Colossians 2.23, the rules such as don't handle this, don't taste that, don't touch this. Of course, such rules appear to be based on wisdom, but they have no real value in controlling physical passions. The only way you can become holy and pure is through grace. The grace of God that will enable you, magbibigay ng power, and will change you from the inside out. Will change your inner desires and that will then control. Because when you have been forgiven much, dahil sa kanyang grace, you will love much. And love is really the only motive for true obedience. Okay? If I gave you rules, but you don't love me, you will only keep my rules if I punish you, kung walang obedience, or if there's a, a reward. Diba sa mga, sa mga employees, may mga rules. If you break this rule, if you come late, if you do this, you do this, ma we withhold you sweldo mo. So you will follow the rules, not because you love your boss. You follow the rules just because of the consequences, right? But what if you loved your wife or your husband? She said, honey, could you bring me my slippers? Oh. Now, if you're in love still after five years of marriage you'll do it not because of the consequences but because of love love motivates at ang bunga ng love is obedience jesus said if you love me you will obey my commands if if you have received my grace and you love much you will want to do right you will stop sinning not because that's the the rules of our religion but because you love me you'll obey my commands inward motivation not external pressure and guilt you know following the rules will never you know in fact the laws of god how many of you have read the ten commandments you know what those ten command can you quote the ten commandments all of them. Sino may may listahan ng Ten Commandments in your house and you you read it, no? But you believe in the Ten Commandments. You want to obey the Ten Commandments. How about the other hundreds and hundreds of commandments in the Bible? You know, in the Old Testament, there were so many commandments. 
Not only 10. Marame. And did you know this? This might shock you. Those commandments were never given so the people would follow them. Yeah. Those commandments, God did not expect that they could follow them all. There's so many. God never expected that his children will be able on their own strength, with their own willpower, to follow all of those commandments perfectly. God knows the sin inside of our DNA is just waiting to be expressed. It's like yung clumsy housemaid. Habang siya nakaupo, umiinom ng coffee, everything's fine. Pero clumsy siya. No? Accident prone. So she's just drinking coffee. But the moment you tell her, okay, can you please wash the dishes? Yun. Habang siya nag-wash ng she's washing the dishes, pak! May, may basag, pak! Another one, pak! Talagang clumsy siya. But you never knew she was clumsy until you put a demand on her. As soon as you said, do this, she proved that she really can't do it. But as long as there's no law, as long as there's no commandment given to her, you would never know. It's like this. The law is like a clean teaspoon. I don't have my illustration. But supposing I have a glass of water here. Na kung saan, minsan, yung galing sa lawasa is not clean. Yung tubig, may mga, may dumi. Sediments. Mga sand or kung ano-ano. And yet, minsan, sa ating water, hindi mo nakikita na marumi pala yung tubig. Kasi yung mga, yung mga dust, yung mga dirt, it goes to the bottom. Diba? It settles. Nasasettle dun sa baba. And it looks clean. Akala mo yung tubig mo malinis. Hindi mo alam yung kung galing sa yellow or what. It fell to the bottom. So actually, the water looks clean. It looks pure. It looks holy. The law of God is like the spoon. Very clean. Nothing wrong with the law of God. It's pure. It's right. It's good. But when the law of God, when the spoon goes into the water, ayan na, labasan na ang dumi. It causes the dirt that was in the water to surface. And now you see just how dirty that water really was. The spoon did not make the water dirty. It just showed how dirty the water already was. The laws of God are not to make you clean. <laughs> the laws of God are not so that you keep them. The laws of God are so that you'll see how dirty you really were. And you'll cry out to God for His grace and forgiveness. Law of God brings you to know and be aware of your need for Jesus. Even if you keep all the laws, you won't be saved without Jesus. Let me ask you this question. How many of you, raise your hand, if you are you know the law of God, the commands of God. How many of you have broken all of the Ten Commandments? All of them. Anybody here broke every single one of the Ten Commandments? You've broke it. Okay. Murder. 
you know, stealing, adultery, every one of the Ten Commandments. Ten out of ten, you broke all of them. Anybody? Good, Vina. Exactly. James chapter 2, I think it's verse 10. It says that, and if you read the Living Bible, it says like this. It says, any person who keeps all of God's laws but just makes one little slip is guilty of breaking the whole law of God. <laughs> Come on, that, that doesn't seem right, you know? I mean, how about a passing grade of 99.999%? You know, I keep God's laws 99.99%. Hindi ba sapat yun? No. Sa standard, maybe in La Union High, what's the passing grade? 75 so, buti pa sa La Union High, 75% pasado ka na. Pero sa standard ng Diyos, the passing grade is 100%. That's the passing grade, mga students. If you get a 99.999%, this is what you get in response. Only 100% gives you the thumbs up. And only Jesus made 100%. So your only hope is by His grace. Na makikiride on ka sa kanyang perfection. The laws of God, following rules, will only show you how bad you really are and how desperate that you need the grace of God. And yan po ang purpose ng kanyang mga laws. So don't get very legalistic about keeping laws and keeping rules. And, you know, minsan pag... New, new member dito sa SFCC, lalapit sa akin, Tim, anong paniniwala natin tungkol sa drinking alcohol? Tungkol sa dancing? Tungkol sa tattoos? Tungkol sa dinuguan? Anong mga ano? Anong bawal dito? Anong pwedeng dito? And they would treat their Christian life like a listahan ng mga rules. Ay, bawal sa atin to. Bawal sa, ay, pwede sa, sa amin, pwede. Sa amin, bawal ang coffee. Bawal ang gaito. Alam mo, if you live your life chasing after the rules and trying to follow the rules, you'll never find righteousness. But when you find the righteousness through grace, it will produce everything that God wants. The Bible says we are led by the Spirit of God. Not by the letters that you read, even in the Bible. Of course, the Bible is our guide for living, but we don't follow it to become righteous. We follow it because we want to try to learn what pleases the Lord and how to live ayon sa kanyang kalooban. Living by grace will produce this in us. Living by grace will make you hate sin and will empower you to do good works. Everybody say, good works. In Ephesians 2, we read this kanina, it's good works that God planned for us. Ano mga good works? Well, unity, no? helping people, serving, living a pure life, being involved in church, reaching others, going on missions, honor your spouse, honor your parents, Apologize when you're wrong. Restore relationships. 
give forgiveness, tell the truth, <laughs> submit and be humble, work hard. Lahat na ma- what, what are the good works that you can do? Pag-gising ka sa umaga, isipin mo, Lord, what are the good works you plan for me to do? Ano bang balak? Ano bang pinapagawa mo sa akin? And then you don't do these things so that He will like you. You do these things because you already have a relationship sa Kanya. Ang prayer ko sa umaga is, Lord, anong gusto mong gawin ngayon? Pwede ba sama ako? Anong gusto mong gawin through me? Makikiayon ako sa'yo. Kung anong kalaoban mo, cooperate ako. Kung anong kalaoban mo, kung anong mo, I want to be in the middle of your will. You understand that grace will produce this desire and this ability for you to please God. I'm trying to break the spirit of religion, the legalistic burdens that will never help you to be right. John chapter 10, uh, 14, wala sa notes niyo ito, but John chapter 14 verse 10 says, it's the Father that dwells in me. He does the work. <laughs> the Father living in you, Paul, Christ in you is your hope for glory. Colossians 1.27 That as you receive grace, you're receiving more of Jesus. You don't just receive Jesus how many years ago when you became a Christian. You receive Jesus every day. He's the manna that you pick up and you consume every single day. And as you receive Jesus and receive grace of Jesus every day, siya mismo ang namumuhay sa'yo. And it's His life in you. Are you following this? Am I repeating myself? I want the rep- repetition to solidify the truth in you. What must I do today? Because friends, listen, the more I learn about grace, the more I trust in grace. And I know I'm not blind of my weaknesses. I know that I have sin. I know that I'm weak. I know that I have even uh, wrong deeds, wrong attitudes, wrong words. I know. But by His grace, He is what I depend on. His grace, His ability to stop sinning will work in me. It's operational in me. And His ability in me will make me be able to do good things. If, how many of you think I'm a good person? Okay, well, thanks a lot, y'all. Thanks for that. All right, once again, anybody think I do some good things sometimes? All right, a few of you. Woo, man, tough crowd today. Ouch. <laughs> if I ever did anything good, it was God in me supplying that initiative. If I was nice to you, if I helped you, if I preached a good sermon, if I told you the truth, if I had any value for your life, you just say, that was God's grace flowing into Tim and out of Tim to me. Mapalad ka. God loves you through me. God loves you through me. God has a gift for you. 
and it comes in the package of Tim. I'm just a package. I'm just the wrapper. But God has a gift for you. God has a grace for you. And you know what? You're God's gift to me too. The grace of God flowing into you and out of you to me, I receive that. Wow, God loves me. He gave me joy. Wow, God loves me. He gave me Paul. He gave me friends. He gave me Christian family. The grace of God has a purpose. And the purpose is to help me become the right kind of person. It'll change my life and make me stop sinning and empower me to start doing good. Everything good I do, I do it by grace. Everything bad I've done, that was just me. (laughs) That was just me. I skipped the grace of God that day. But if I did something good, that was the grace of God. And the same is true for you. If you're good today, I don't congratulate you. I celebrate with you that you received a good amount of grace today. Go, go, go. More grace, more grace. If you're living a life of addiction and sin, you say bad words, you lie, you cheat, you get angry, you're jealous, you have unforgiveness in your life, you're corrupt with money, you're missing the grace of God. I'm not going to tell you, try harder. Be a better person. Here's the rules. You better follow the rules. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you, don't you know about the grace of God that instructs you to turn away from ungodly living and to make you become eager to do good? Don't you know that your right standing with God should make you love him more enough, love him enough to want to please him? Are you, are you catching this? I hope this helps you live a holy life and a pure life. And I hope the grace of God empowers you to do good works. Not to, please, not to make him save you or to earn his love, but because you're saved and because he loves you. So it's a response. You know, in a husband and wife, in a man and woman, man is the initiator Woman is the responder, right? Usually, you hope, you know. When I got married, I was the one who approached Bambi. She did not come to me and ask me to marry her. Okay? Now, maybe for some of you, that was the way it happened. I don't know. But in a male-female love relationship, the male party initiates love. And the female responds to that love. God is our male. The role of male God plays in our life. We are called the bride of Christ. God loved us first. We love because he first loved us. And if you are not living a pure and holy life, it's because you have not received the love and the grace of God. Because if you had received the grace of God, it would be transforming your desires. And you would love him in response and want to please him.